0: here. Thank you, Fred, for being here. Super excited to talk to you and get your perspective. It's so important to Jeffrey and I and exes and babies to highlight the voices of black fathers, especially in the co-parenting space, especially in the parenting space, because there aren't a lot of black fathers, as you know, being given given the mic, right? To talk about these um, issues and celebrations and all the good things and the bad things. And so um, I'm glad to see you here. (laughs) We're going to get into it. Jeffrey was really excited because also as a black father as well, I know he's excited to bring some other voices on. So yeah,
1: we need more of our voices to be heard. So right. I appreciate it. I have a somebody in the battle lines with me right now. So <laughs> thank you for being here, <laughs> first of all. So Amazing. Frederick, who are you? What's your what's who are you?
2: I am uh, Frederick Cooper, a 24 African man in America, uh, born and raised in the African royalty, royalty um, royal family in Liberia. Went through the war with that situation. Came to America. Grew up in Baltimore. Had my child when I was 16, actually. So, 17. had my child in the midst of trying to figure out my life and myself. But, nah, um Moved over a lot. Life has been crazy. Had my child at 16. And so far, that journey within itself has been a whole life within itself. Learned a lot. Like you said, We a lot. a lot of black men just don't have the stage to talk about anything that is... Emotional. Let's just be honest yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's not even just kids. It's not even just anything that is past the aggression or past the image in the picture that is painted for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have the stage to talk about anything else. Like mm-hmm. we can have the stage to talk about how badly we've been treated. We can—they—they they can hear that all day long. There ain't nothing going to be changed about it. But right. the things that really need to be spoke about to actually make some changes with us right. and our people, the relationships between African American men and women, and our kids. Ain't no platform for those
1: okay yeah so uh right. I, I do want to ask you this question i know i'm jumping the head but i just want to know what i want everybody to know what your mission statement is for today <laughs> what do you hope people take away from what you're gonna say today
2: my statements will be more for the parents mm-hmm. who listen to this and more for the father specifically okay. not just the parents at the end mm-hmm. of the day it's the father's job to show that child the first example of what it means to be a good man—that's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the father's job.
1: Right. right. Nothing else. And that—and that's why Sydney and I, you know, even though we bicker like brother and sister a lot, but our goal is to provide a fair, uh, give a fair opportunity for everybody to voice their yeah. their own stories regarding parenting and their co-parenting journey. So definitely. How was so? You said you had your, you know, you had your kid young, yeah. sixteen years old. Yeah. Um. So my question to you is, you know, come from uh, Liberia. You come from a royal family Liberia. They're enormous. <laughs> <laughs> so How did that impact the way that you go about parenting? You know that up because that's that's not a common thing you hear like coming from. Africa, and then going to Baltimore, you know, because there's a lot of stories about Baltimore. Right, Just one war zone to another war more. zone, yeah. and you're here. But we're happy <laughs> that you're here, and you made it, and you know you're doing well. So, how did that? How did your upbringing impact the way that you parent or right. co-parent?
2: Um, my upbringing definitely impacted because it made me very, it made me quite stern and hard. Um. Not just my upbringing, but like who I am within myself. My sign—I'm a Gemini. I'm a twin who's no, you're Gemini. a Gemini. Okay. Leave me alone. I'm a twin who's <laughs> a Gemini.
1: <laughs>
2: we had to leave. We had to just you know
1: push her out. There right, her. right. <laughs> okay, yeah, but yeah so no like, prejudgment, right? I
2: might have read a, a thing or two, but, yeah. right. <laughs> but nah. With that and who I am and um, how I accepted and moved through all the things that happened in Liberia and in Baltimore, it helped. I always saw the world from a different perspective. I believe when my perspective towards the world has really been what has helped me got through. Mm-hmm. And when that comes to my child, I, I try to raise him and give him everything I'd never had. Mm-hmm. And that comes from that comes from also understanding that he can't have everything I never had because that's not good. Some of those mm-hmm. things are not good. Some of the things that I never had, I wasn't supposed to have.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Some of those things that I saw other kids partaking in, and I was like, well, I wish my family would do that. It wasn't my calling. It wasn't meant for me. It wasn't meant for me to enjoy in that way. It was like, my dad taught me this. When my I got a father at the age of 16. I was adopted by my football coach okay. at the age of 16. He became my dad. Um, him and I have had some hard, tough conversations. Um, I remember saying that one of the biggest things I work with my son is how to respond to his emotions. Yeah. When my dad first adopted me, imagine a 16 year old boy who's. Six foot, two hundred pounds, looks like a grown man can move you, can, but has no control over his emotions. Any little simple thing can trigger a red flag, make him cry, break, he doesn't know how to respond to his emotions so bad to the point where he starts to cry and anger is his first response, mm-hmm. like not understanding how to deal with the trauma from childhood, the p t s d from the war, the abuse from mom, the so much stuff that happens in life, everything not understanding how to deal with any of that when I finally got a man in my life and picking from all the coaches and everything I had at that, picking parts of all of them that I thought was a good man and what I thought was good and what I thought made a great father, that molded my version of a father when I first had my child. But as I spent more time into myself and learning myself and learning my son, Mm. I realized... There ain't no blueprint to it, and you actually create your own blueprint as you're doing it. That's right. So
1: what I have to say, I think it's dope that you said you had to learn your son. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to learn that. Yeah, that's dope to hear that People because don't get that. Argent, like our parents and grandparents, mm-hmm. you yeah. never heard them say like it's more like do as I say, and that's it. But mm-hmm. the fact that you said I had to learn my son, mm-hmm. that's that's a powerful statement.
2: And mm-hmm. I think I'm able to say that more too because like I told you, um, when he was born, I left. As soon as he was born, yeah. I left and went straight to the West Coast. Mm. My parents had adopted me. My mom had got a job at Starbucks headquarters. It was a chance to get away from Baltimore. I had a bunch of bad situations that were putting me in some difficult, crazy place. My grades were sinking. I wasn't stable. My entire environment setting was toxic to me. Mm. So my parents decided the best thing they could do for me even with my child, yes, they attempted to try to take the child with us and there were some complications with that entire situation.
0: <laughs> so tell me, okay, that was, that piqued my interest. You said yeah. you moved away at 16, you just had a child. Yeah. What was your co-parenting experience? How was the mom taking that?
2: Do you want now answer or you want 16-year-old back then answer? Both. You want both? Okay. All right. Now and answer, I'm going to give you that second answer. Let me give you 16-year-old. I'm going to give you the pass first. Back then, I didn't care. That wasn't my focus. That wasn't my concern. How she's taking this? It wasn't. Well, did it? Did it come to my mind? Yeah. But come on, I'm 16. I'm worried about getting what I gotta get done. I'm so self focused. I'm. I'm. I'm so self centered and head up my ass that. I'm concerned about getting to the best high school, getting to the best football team, playing the best I can, getting to the best college, getting to the NFL, making my money to take care of my son. That's my focus. Mm -hmm. My focus is not how this woman is feeling. My focus is not her feeling like I hopped up and left her as soon as she had a baby. My focus is not that. My focus is long-term to take care of her and that child. Did she see it like that? Hell no. You know, I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. And let's be real here. That focus is also as a 16-year-old who's a four-star athlete in the new state. So you already know I'm dealing with other women. You already know there's other things happening. There is age-appropriate. Well, it's, maybe. It's <laughs> only, I mean, we got to be 100. Am right. I, can I not? No, this no, is The stage. should be 100, right? Space, yeah. so space. The space should be this 100. The 100 space. Yeah. I'm, I'm a grown, like, I'm a teenager. And I'm not only a teenager, I'm an athlete. I'm a nationally new athlete. So the stage is there for me to do that. The stage is there for me to be so focused on my goal. I didn't have winter breaks. I told y'all that. My winter breaks, I was back either at a football camp or I was back on the East Coast with my son. Mm-hmm. Spring break, I was either at a football camp, traveling from college to college, or I was back with my son. Mm-hmm. Or I was training. It was School was not even important to me. I didn't even care about GPAs. I found a way to make sure I passed the bare minimum. I didn't care about that stuff. Like School wasn't it for me. Football wasn't my thing. It was get to the NFL. My brother had played NFL for 12 years. My family, it was get to the NFL. That was just my focus. College happened when I lost football. A lot of shift happened within myself. And that's why I say learn myself and learn my son. When that happened, I really had to learn myself and I had to learn myself outside of football and what more there was to me as a man. Um, my word. My ability to talk to people. My ability to connect. The fact that I grew up with women most of the for a huge period of my life. So I actually very much understood women very well. A lot better than a lot of my boys. So, use that to my advantage and also to my disadvantage. Got me in <laughs> a lot of bullshit.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm That's being real with it. Right? Like,
2: yeah. 100. My boys were, some of my boys would not say this. They won't, like, when we have our conversation with guys, they'll say it with the guys. But when it comes to actually helping other guys and speaking out, they won't say it. They won't, they'll sit back and let other people sit on stage. We say it. We keep it bucked. We keep it 100. So it's like, I did that, and all of that taught me more and more how to become a better version of myself. So when I had my son, and I did spend time with my son, I saw myself. Mm. Like my child is literally not only does he look like me, my mannerisms. Okay. Every when he's thinking, anytime y'all realize I'm in deeper thought, I'll probably do this. I have no idea where the hell this kid got this from. This is literally what he does when he's thinking.
0: What he does. He puts his hand. He was starting
2: to be like, hmm. okay. and I'm like. Where did you get that from? Why are you doing this? I've right. never done it in front of you.
0: <laughs> like, that's
2: in like his responses, his mom would say something. No, not even his mom. That was me. One time I said something to him, and I was correcting him for something he did. He goes, Daddy, but didn't you tell me not? And I and in the moment, as soon as he said, Didn't you tell me? I was like, You're about to check me for something I right. said in the past. Good for that. And I'm like, I can't say nothing about this. Cause me as a child. I ran my parents through the dirt with the smart mouth. Mm-hmm. I told you all my sign already. Right. Everything you asked me, I was asking why. Oh, I'm a Gemini, Gemini, Sag. That's my whole chart. Like, everything you ask me, I'm constantly, I'm 25 moves, bouncing everything all over the place. Right. He's doing the exact same thing. And I'm like, okay, so I got to figure out a to work with you. And you, I can't, I don't want to do, shut up, do what I say, and be the child. I don't want to do that because that's so, that's so horrible. That's what my parents did. When I got in trouble, my parents beat them. Yep. I got a punishment. There's a punishment that most people know about in America. Don't, I don't know if have you ever heard of peppering? Dang,
1: I thought no, I it's knew. Like it it all. It, it? Yeah. There's
2: an African cultural punishment that they do to kids and it's so horrible, traumatic. Stop doing this crap. Please, any African parents or anyone who's still doing this, stop it. Please stop it. Your child misbehave, instead of talking to them, they will blend up Mexican like super hot pepper that people normally use and it goes in all crevices. Your eyes, your ears, pits, and they lock you in a dark room. A dark room for however long. That you're running into walls, you're screaming, crying. No, There's wait, no this
0: is a thing. This him? is a punishment. I've literally never heard this. This no. is a punishment. i dated my share of African men. This is a punishment.
2: It might be cultural, like or traditional, traditional culture. Because, like, I don't know. But like, I this mean, is they a may punishment. not be like excited to tell <laughs> me Yo, that one They on don't yeah, going to talk about that.
1: Yo, uh, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank <laughs> whatever you. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. That yeah, that feels, that's like, one of those things we should leave in the that. right, like, past. That's like war torturing right there. Don't do thank that. Thank you. And it's like.
2: Anyway, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Ghost pepper?
2: <laughs> no, don't go there. I, I, I really need trying to kill somebody if they no, use that. Yeah, That's, I down. knew exactly what type my mom used to use. was the Mexican peppers. Those Mexican, little, oh, like, Mexican, oh. the real spicy Mexican, Mexican ones. Like, the ones they boil first, then you can blend them up and everything. I already knew them. So, I was mm. cool with that. Okay, well, let, let's take it back real quick. Let's take yeah. it back.
0: So, earlier you gave us the 16-year-old version and perception of how your child's mother felt when you left. Mm-hmm. What is your now evolved or older father perspective on how she was taking that?
2: I wish I can go back in time, and um, if I had a time machine, I could step back and I would step back. I would tell her, I would not even tell her honestly. I would just, I would do it. Action speaks louder than words in that moment. Mm. Um, I love you. I care for you. I'm not doing this for just myself, and I wish I could show you this, but. I can't. I mean, like I said, there's no romantic love between her and I no more. I do everything I do for my son, but she still is the mother of my child. Right. And I was also raised differently to treat women differently. So it's like the relationship I have with my mom and the way how I treat the mother of my child, is like y'all gonna be good no matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all gonna be good no matter what. But my focus of all things right now is that little boy. So all it's right. just, yeah. So yeah, I, w- I apologize I-, I can see the pain I can see the hurt that I caused Was It wasn't intentional It was not intentional I was a 16 year old little boy Come on, I'm a 16 year old child So are you, she's a 16 year old child And there is still some animosity in my chest That I will speak on where it's like She had opportunities to give me my son And live her life a little bit more and I had, like, she had opportunities to work along with me. I was taking them for a certain amount of time. You can live your life and be a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, and have your experience to grow. And I have more support than you do. I have my family. I have my grandparents. I have more support in a hands-on, yes, I don't know how it would be if I did have them every day, but I can never know that if you never give them.
0: Right. Oh, yeah.
2: And then we can get into that whole, yeah, well, oh, so I hate. I hate that the decision of anything that has to do with a child is up to a woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A child's not 100% yours ladies want a man to have him. So why does the, and yes, we understand you carried him for nine, you carried that child for nine months or you more. Went, or more. <laughs> you had to go through some pain. I understand this. This is absolutely understandable. The father don't have to go through all the physical pain, all that. But what a lot of people don't consider is this. While a woman is going through all the physical pain of having a child, the man is going through the mental pain of having this child. And so is she. The man is going through his own psychological pains of having this child, psychological trials and tribulations of having this child, and so is she. Mm-hmm. There is no balance of who's having it worse. And yes, they're ba- they go through pain. We can't. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to even
1: get there. Mm-hmm.
2: But it takes two to do that thing. And when you're in that moment, each person have their own trials and tribulations. And all oh, I can say, all oh, we are asking for has been. For as much as we are forced to respect y'all trials and tribulations that y'all go through with children, with our kids and our children, can y'all at least present the stage to even hear our trials and tribulations? We can't even get to the point where we can ask y'all to care for it.
1: We got to ask y'all to even hear it first. Mm-hmm. That. So I wanted to ask you a question going back, because uh, you <laughs> mentioned that there were opportunities where your son, son's mom could have mm-hmm. gave you You know, had the opportunity to give you your son Mm so she could live her life. Why do you believe that she didn't make that choice to do that? Why do you think so?
2: In the beginning, she might disagree with this statement, but I don't care. I still think it's true. Um, That was her only connection still to me. Mm. That was her only connection still to the family that she wanted. Mm. Um, I had the I had the image at one point. So there's no way she gonna tell me she didn't have that image of a family with me, her, and that little boy at one point. I had it. Mm-hmm. So there's no way she can tell me she didn't have it. That's a lie. That little boy says it every day. There's no way you're not having it. He says it every day. She can I, always
0: come on, <clears throat> come, on to, come on to the podcast. That's what I'm saying. She can
2: come on and be 100. <clears throat> but yeah, go ahead. She come on and be 100. But like, <laughs> the amount of times he didn't ask me, Daddy, can't you just marry Mommy and it could be us three doing some... The amount of times I have heard, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. And I've had to address it maturely and be like... It it will take time. Will, and I had to suck up and actually hit, handle that situation, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a tough one. That's that, People think that's just a simple statement that a child said, no, I got to actually think about how, what I say in response to this because it has so much effect on how he
1: moves forward. Right. Yeah. right. And it's like... It's outlook on everything else. Yeah. You know, like, right. And
2: I'm like, okay, crap, don't ask me this again.
0: Right. <laughs> Jeffrey, like, have no. you
1: had your daughter ask that? Well, yeah. All, like uh, from zero to nine. Okay. But it it, t- it takes constant... Communication and, and honesty about why it's, it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's going to be yeah, be there because you know because you think about like our kids go through school, they look at TV, look at right. radio, it's mm-hmm. family, 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 mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. and when they go home, it doesn't match what they see. They're going to yeah. automatically ask the question like, "Why mm-hmm. am I not normal?" Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, it's going to... There's
0: more people, I feel... There's a lot of people co-parenting, right? Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of people in this room right now who are in co-parenting situations. And so, um, even people supporting this podcast. And so, it's interesting. Like, I want my son, Dior, to realize that this is still a family. This is very much a family. Like, when we do our thing, then he goes to his dad. Like, his dad and I even are still family, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're not in a relationship like that anymore. And so um, I I try to tell him, like, you know, this is still a family. It just doesn't look like some of those other families. And also you get two houses, right? We're trying to, you get two homes, you get two presents for birthdays. Like you get all these like perks and stuff like that. And also like there's all kinds of families. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. And I also tell him one of the, okay, one of the things my son, when he was feeling very, I could tell it was like, He was feeling very down about co-parenting, right, in this Mm -hmm. situation. And I remember something that I feel like unlocked something in his head, and I don't even know what it was. But he went from being very, like, acting out in school and things like that. And I pulled him to the side, and he was very little, under the age of three, maybe about three. I was like, you know what? Um, Your father and I aren't together anymore, but we still love and care about each other, and we very much love and care for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I can't articulate what it was, but if his energy just. From then on, we didn't have trouble at school. From then on, he just had less angst, and so like he you was were saying, to you it was just like like you like you said, it's so. Prof- like you have to be very careful about how you answer that question, because mm-hmm. um, it impacts how they see themselves
2: yeah. in the world. And his vision, even Dior's vision of himself, is very much. Not just intertwined with you and his father. It's intertwined with y'all's emotional standing with each other. Mm. Y'all. It's intertwined that, with y'all respect for each other. This is why I said there are certain things I cannot do because it will be in negative effect to him. There are certain things <clears throat> <All right. sighs> from birth to about two. It's going to be a question. This is a funny question. Still messing around with baby mama? You asked me if I did. Mm-hmm. Oh no. From Respect. zero to two? From zero to no. two. No. What 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 age was the child would you say it stopped?
1: What are you talking about, like, oh, wait a minute. Intimacy. Okay. Anything. with We're yeah, keeping
0: it right. Keep, keep no, I'm going to it, like,
1: because messing around has many different meanings in our community. That's why I, that's why <laughs> I just said it like that. Just messing around. <laughs>
0: messing around that's why I
1: just it. said it like that. Let me just toss that in there. Does, let's, it, let's, does let's, it. Let's, yes, it, it? Does it? Yes, does. It <laughs> a few. Yes, yes. That's a few. Messing around. That's so, a few. the thing with uh, my daughter's mom and I, when my daughter was born, we weren't even together no more. Like, we were already broken up when I found out Bingo. that my both my daughter's mom was pregnant. So, Bingo. we were.
2: And there was someone new in your life by that time and everything?
1: Yeah, in the way say, like, yeah. Okay. yeah I was so in team. that we see, stage, <clears throat> right. No, not in later, later. In that
2: stage, <laughs> I will two. admit yeah. that um, I would say from birth, <sighs> two, three,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah, I wasn't there. But like every time I did here It was a reconnecting thing where it was like... So that, as a man, I got to hold myself responsible about. Oh. Let's do it. I'm an idiot for that. I hurt my child by doing that. Mm -hmm. I hurt my child so much more by doing that. Did I... Was it lust? Yeah, it was lust. I mean, come on. And she's also the mother of my child. You got me. Like, come on. this. Mm -hmm. It's the mother of my child. Yeah. And until you actually separate that and get and you put and you actually hold yourself accountable and be like, look, I can't keep doing this because the more I do this, it's hurting my child. Mm-hmm. Until you actually realize that and you get to a stage, if I don't plan on being with this woman and actually doing and being serious and just going ahead and doing this thing 100%, you, me, and that child, we rocking with it and it's us, mm-hmm. I need to stop having sex with you. I need to stop entertaining you. I need to stop being
1: intimate with you. I need to pull all this stuff back. My right. focus solely need to be me and this child. Right. right. But the, the thing that we all fall victim to, right, is the fact that we're still kids in a way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I have my. To the day we die. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. that means that we're still learning as we're going. Yeah. Um, so you had your. You know, I had my daughter when I was 22. She's still a baby. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you had your kid a lot younger than I did. But we're still learning. So we're still trying to figure things out. And. The thing that the people don't like to talk about when you have a, a child with somebody is that spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. Like it's like your your child is a conduit of the connection between you and the other partner, right? Forget in conduit. Sense. Your
2: child is the, what's the liquid fuel for the little gas that you said? The thingy? Oh, damn. oh,
0: we're getting scientific. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what it is.
1: Like
2: every time your child's near, that child sparks every last oh, emotion. ignition! Like ignites, it yeah. ignites. Ignite, the ignite 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 it. It. Yeah, Yeah, Patrol, ignite thing, the let the
1: Yeah, right. So and so when you and something within us right you have a child with somebody and then you go to see the child you see the other partner it's automatically that bond is already nah. there. yeah that bond, <laughs> you know you're gonna say yeah, nah from your
2: perspective you can say nah with it and that's probably bs on your side fully just to let you it know it really is though but, but for right, men right. if we're gonna be honey hand, we're gonna say it, we're not used to honestly being honest about our emotions exactly we're not so it when we good. can actually get to this place where we can actually be honest not just to ourselves but us to the world and say yeah there has been times where i did pull up and with me that child and i saw that a person something in me sparked and just was like yo all these
1: thoughts running there right. all these right. thoughts Don't the to go.' cuter too no exactly well, you know she's <laughs> in the gym now she got a new hey. boot hey. Hey. Like, right. like, okay it has been moments where i would make up a reason just to you know, kids. You got some reason. <laughs> you make a reason like oh, I'm trying to see what's happening. Uh, right, yeah. right, like okay, like you know. Have I you changed? Bought, right. I just bought my kid a new pair of shoes. You might right. need a new pair of shoes now. So, <laughs> hey, I'm about to stop by Nordstrom Rack real quick. Do you mind if I pick up some boots real quick? I, I can didn't drop even them off. Do all that. You need man. some. You need some groceries. I didn't oh, even do all that. that right. You make a, But okay. honestly, like you said, we're we'll being honest, and I know a lot of men agree with it privately, but won't say this publicly. But we do share that emotional bond with the mother of our children because that's the mother of our children. Like
0: what that. is can we say something more? Like when you say that's the mother of our children, like I hear you, but like tell me more. Go a, a layer. What more do you want to know
2: about that? Yeah, I like,
0: mean, like, do you want? First of all, as a mother of a child, mm-hmm. as someone else's mother of my children, right? Like. I don't feel like I got the level of respect that would denote this energy and spiritual connection that you guys are talking about. And even I bet your baby moms has felt that too. Just from the stories I've heard. So like when you say like, that's my mother, my child, that's like a, you saying like that's a level of respect, that's a level Mm -hmm. of honor, that's a level of connection.
2: The actions don't always lead up to that. The actions didn't lead up to that for all men. Even your report, his actions have not led up to that. But I promise you, if he's put in a position with another man, or in a position of his integrity and everything, him having to understand and protect his, that's the mother of my child. He will protect you. Let's hope so. And, it's, kidding, me. and it's not even. Ah. I, hold on. And right, not, right, let me, let me, let me <laughs> speak on that. Let me speak on that. Right, 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 right. So, like that, we gotta stop doing that. Doing what? You just spoke doubt into the atmosphere on him. Spoke what? Doubt. Oh, doubt that yeah, thing. Yeah, the negativity. You just covered. spoke doubt. Dude, I just be going, going off of
0: evidence. I know, I know, there's
2: evidence, but if you ever want different,
0: I'm you do kidding. want just kidding. He's got right? my back. He definitely has. See? He, when I had the COVID, the vid, mm. as Kevin Hart likes to say, <laughs> the vid, you know? Somebody would say it, but y'all know what I mean. Anyways. <laughs> She's horrible, y'all. <laughs> let me let me tell This story is so funny. I want to share the story. Mm-hmm. So, I had... We were having a little bit of a tiff, and, you know, I just felt horrible. If you've had the, the the Delta COVID, you know, you know that it takes you out. You feel like Your even body. if you're a healthy individual, it's going to take you out. Like, I felt like I got hit by a car. I've never been hit by a car. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but it felt horrible, right? And I couldn't get out of bed. And I remember asking like, hey, can you pick our son up? It was already going to be his day. I was like, can you pick him up instead of me dropping him off? Like, mm-hmm. I should not be in a car right now. And he's like, nah, like, you're good. Like, come drop him off. And I was like, no, I mean, like, I need your help. He's like, you said you took that meeting earlier. If you can take a meeting, <laughs> then you can do I was like, bro, that was the only time I got up that day. Mm-hmm. It was 30 minutes. It was a hard 30 minutes. And I took my ass back to sleep. Um, and then... You know, he gave me trouble about it, but he did end up helping me, which I appreciate. But then when I got that COVID, that COVID diagnosis, Mm -hmm. I smiled. The pettiness in me was like, I texted him. I was like, I got COVID. Why are you telling me I'm faking it, right? And he was just like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Like, let me bring you some groceries. Let me do this and that. And it was really sweet and stuff. But. I had I videotaped myself. I might share that at some point. Because I was just being so petty. I was
2: like, see, I've never I've, been I've, so happy to
1: have COVID. Anyways. I've never heard anybody say they got petty with COVID. Yo. You,
2: you, you already knew that was on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to just let her go. Okay, okay. yeah. You're going to have to invite me back on the right. right. show. That's your truth. Things. That's your truth.
1: But,
0: but anyways, he did. Yeah. He came through, you know, gave the groceries. Um, you know, that's one thing that we try to keep in our co-parenting sphere is like not only do we need to do the duties of taking care of our son also having a cordial relationship, but also are there things that we need to do to actually help support each other like go a little step beyond to support Mm. because okay, you have an opinion, hold on. Um because at the end of the day we're still black young adults Mm. trying to grow up in this world, right? We're still trying to we're trying to do generational shifts, financial shifts, right? And so at the end of the day, him being successful and his career, his spirituality, whatever it is, is going to help Dior and is going to help our collective growth, right? Mm-hmm. And so if he's got to go to a workshop, give me lots of notice, right? But, like, if you got to go to a workshop, I might be willing to, like, take an extra day to watch Dior, right? I might be willing to do this and that or whatever support that is. And um, and vice versa. He's done that for me where i have like, yo, this is really important. I need a little help, blah, blah, blah. It's going to help me with this thing or that thing. Um, and so we do choose if we have the bandwidth to offer that
1: support too. Um, so, Fred, Frederick, what you feel? How you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, you
0: had a feeling
2: because <laughs> you're very reactive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very reactive to that because that statement hits hard, um, and that's a statement I really wish a lot of a lot of men would get the courage to ask for help with, mm. and a lot of women would actually put their pitchforks down and learn to look and humanize the men. Um, I think because we do live in such a masculinity world where society has put, oh, we live in a masculinity world where everything is masculine, everything is masculine. Let's get down to the one thing you said. We are both black, and black individuals. We're both minorities. And as minority parents, the entire system that we are in is already stacked against both of them. Absolutely. And that child. But yet... In those situations, it's not the mom and the dad and the child versus the system. It's the mom, and the child, In the system versus the dad.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, come on, like, we gotta.
2: Oh, no. you you don't, you don't see it like that. <laughs> That's why we want your perspective. Yeah, you're not really... <laughs> you're not gonna see it like that. But I could be empathetic though. What's up? Yeah, you could be empathetical. We're gonna see it like that because, like I said. There's no reason why I paid child support for a year straight, never missed a single time, but I never saw that child for that entire year. There's no reason why I was dragged in the back of my, my the mother of my child's car simply because she was supposed to meet me to give my child, but she miscommunicated or misheard me and couldn't hold herself accountable for that and decided to start a whole argument on it and make a bigger scene to seven cops showed up and I'm dragged in the back of a car while my child's screaming daddy in the back. Oh, wow. That's not acceptable. What do you mean by drag? Things?
0: What's drag? Help
2: me out. I'm on the door and you take off and I'm dragged. And the fact that I'm fast enough to run the next door car and I'm running until I fall and stumble over and got cuts on my hands and my child's in the back of a car screaming daddy. Oh, wow. Like Some of these situations are not acceptable. Not, it should not even be happening in front of that little boy. Absolutely not. You know how hard I try my best? Not to, cr- not to scream, not to curse, not to go off on her while that little boy is there. I need one or two good times now where he' not there, and I can put the gloves on and knock her the hell out. Oh my God, you no disrespect. Say that. No, I, I we cannot. Say I know that. we can't say that. No. I know, and I really need to understand. I will never harm that woman. Never. I will never harm. Out. her. No, you won't.
1: <laughs> you got to keep this real. Keep I would never room, harm her. The context behind that. So yeah, like, I
2: will the, never yes. harm her. But you have to understand the rage and the the demasculating of a man to you. My Mm -hmm. child is seeing me in the street crying. I already don't deal with emotion. As a black man, I was not taught to handle my emotion properly. I'm learning how to handle my emotion. I'm in a society where there are seven cops already thinking that I'm the criminal Mm -hmm. coming after me. You, the mother of my child, you're pulling off with my child seeing this. You're so heartless. You don't even care for my own life in that moment. If anything happened because Mm -hmm. I am emotional, I could push a cop and get shot. I'm done. Mm -hmm. None of that is considered. None of that is considered. Now your child is fatherless. Now he's another um, statistic in the system going through the same thing that every statistic is about. Simply because of situations where a lot of men are being put in positions that they honestly should never have to be in. And honestly, they have never been taught or equipped how to deal with. We are already, we're black men, so we're already, so I had somebody ask me this question. Why are you always intense? Why are you always serious? do you see my skin color, what was my response to them. I was raised to that I cannot have a fuck up. I can't have a mistake. There is not a mistake. There is I can't be human. The definition of being human is having the ability to understand that you can fail, you can mess up, there's all, you can keep going. You have original sin, we can connect the religion, all this stuff. You're human, you're not perfect. That's the statement we always say, right? So why black people don't have the ability to not be perfect? They have to be perfect or they, their life is at risk. They, we have to be perfect. I have to show my son what it means to bite my teeth and not keep quiet when a cop is in my face screaming, boy. Mm. I'm not no boy, and I'm royalty. The hell? Do you not think that pride in me already struck back one in the... Like, I spent times in juvie in Baltimore because of my pride when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. my kid's mom might have a little bit of an insight on me because she do understand before, when she first met me, I was, my cousins, I come from hood. I come from, my cousins are blood. Like, I have some crazy side in Baltimore. But that was never me. Did I take advantage of it? Oh, yeah. I know how to play the game. I've, I've, I've always been a chess player. I sit in the back and I play chess with things. It's the best way to move. But when it comes time to put your, get your hands dirty, I'll be the first one to do it. That's what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. I keep that quiet.
1: All right. So to, to interject real quick, <laughs> um, I always tell people, who really want to understand how family court works, Yeah, go to this on a day off, go to the family courthouse and just sit in the back because it's public. You can actually go there. I don't know if mm-hmm. COVID regulations, whatever right, right now, right. But just okay. go back there and just see, and just see how it operates. Mm-hmm. Out there. That's all I'm going to say about that. Just yep. go to a family courthouse and see how it operates. Or yeah. better one,
2: if you know a father who does not have any custody of his child and has no information on it, Ask him to call that courthouse and require information how he can get started on the process of getting custody of his child. Okay. The reason why I asked this question, just ask it, and you will see a lot of the people who are working in those systems are people who their fathers were abusive, their fathers were never there. So the trauma that they have in their life, they portray in their system, in their job. So when a father like me who is working to be in my, fa- my child's life called, I get their anger. I get their trauma. I get no help. I get no type of work along. Okay, son, let's try to figure out how we can help you be in your child's life because they think I'm just another father who's not doing shit to be in my child's life. Their trauma is thrown on me. It's self-projected. And those are the people, they're choosing to work in these fields.
0: Right. Right. And also just the, like you said, the negative perception of black fathers, the assumption is, that a black father, I'm assumed from what I've seen in the media and, and seen and whatnot, is that a black father doesn't want to be involved mm-hmm. um, and it's stacked against you. And I remember being actually in the courthouse to support another friend who's dealing with some co- parenting, divorce issues, mm-hmm. right? Supporting her. And while we're in the hallway waiting anxiously, right? Because stuff is hella stressful, mm-hmm. right? I'm not even in the case and I'm stressed, right? <laughs> Anyways, I see a black father come out, storm out, and he's like, she don't even take care of that little boy and like slams the door. Like, why does she have custody? And like, I just kind of like, I felt that I try to have a little moment of, I see you, you know, when he's walking through the hallway, just give him a little, like, I'm, I'm not in your shoes. Right. But I'm, I'm here. Right. I'm a black person. You're not the only black person in this room, you know, right. you're not alone. Right. But, um, I'll say like, it doesn't even make sense a lot of time, right? Mm-hmm. With the courthouses and how the system works. Like you said, it's confusing. We already, as black people, are terrified of the courthouse, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. the system is not for us. And so, with that said, you know, Jeffrey, Fred, like, what advice might you have for someone?
2: Uh, like, what can they do? My bad, go ahead. You <laughs> go first? Huh? No, you go first. Good. There's nothing they can do. I, I believe there needs to be a... There needs to african Americans, as a community, we have to create a system for our people, for our single fathers, single mothers. We have to create a system where we are no longer relying on a system that was never put in place for us. The system was never put in place for us. We know that. So why the hell are we even bringing them into our families? Let's take this strictly off the table. There's 12% African-Americans in in the entire United States. 12%. 6% is in jail. Mm. So that leaves 6% left. And that's not saying we don't even know which is men or women. The number one educated group in the United States is African American women. So our women are more educated. Where are our men? Oh, out of that six percent, I'm not even gonna get into. I'm leave it alone. But there's a percentage that's LBGQ. Let's just put that on the side. That's their sexuality. They're not dealing with women no more. So the marriage rate it's drop, the parenting rate it's drop, all the other stuff dropped. <sighs> I don't even know if I have to say more. Like, just look at the picture that's painted from that. We for the men who are working to try to figure out their life, that's why I told you I was writing my book. My book is called Boys Niggas Men. Ooh. Boys respond to life emotionally. Mm-hmm. Niggas we know what's right, but we just don't care anymore. Life has done us so dirty and we can't see our way out of it that way. You can be black, white, Latino, and you can still be a nigga. Mm-hmm. Doesn't understand. It just means you don't know you don't care anymore. You don't care. Life has put you in a position where you give zero F's no more and it's going after it. As a man, you have to consider all parts and you have to you have to play chess. You're a chess player.
1: Nice you know, like. So my answer would be more of a conservative answer. Um, we need to reverse the thought process of promiscuity mm. in our community. Um, it's celebrated. Baby mama, baby daddy. Like, you know, look at, I hate to keep using entertainment as the fall, but it's like, look at our media, look at the media that's portrayed on, upon us regarding how we're supposed to treat one another. Mm-hmm. You know, with black women, if he ain't got enough money, blah, 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 blah. But if he has enough cash, I'll do whatever kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh If men, oh, she's a hoe, she's a thaw, she's a trick, I'm going mm-hmm. to treat her as an object, right? Yep. And that, that respect is gone. But if you look at real life, we respect each other a lot more than what's shown on media. But for mm. some reason, we always go to what media, media tells says, us. Yep. Just like you said, um you went to the court and you saw a black man furious. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't even take care of them, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look on TV and radio, you make it seem like black fathers are just like ghosts. ghosts. They're not even trying. They're not even Ghost. trying. But there's statistics that show that black fathers are the most involved fathers out of all the ethnicity groups.
0: What? Let me see that. <laughs> no, yeah. there are. Yeah. And there's also black statistics that shows
2: that... You heard it first. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> like 70%. Yeah. It's... And the second one about if a child is raised with a father, yeah, it's more likely that that child is going to actually be more successful right. than oh, if raised with their yeah. mother. Right.
1: But what you see... Really? Wait a
0: second. Yeah. Last part. It's just okay. the structure
1: part. Structural. That's it. And, and, but also, but not diminishing the importance of the mother because you need both parents. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or both parenting partners. You need both of them. Mm-hmm. But it's just that narrative and we fall victim to it because it's like the lies more entertaining than the truth and we are the main ones that love to argue about lies. So yeah. if we take more of a conservative approach and just say, hey, unless you... Don't see yourself being with that person for life. Do not have a child with them. Think That's, how much. Say like,
2: that again. I, I know. I know. I know. It's easier to say that. It's it easy, is. But, but and I think where I mean, that gets hard though yeah. is we have to now understand the, the 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 mess that has already been made. Yeah. So because yeah. of the mess that has already been made, how many. People have not been taught that proper way, and have a traditional upbringing in a structural way to teach you the. The entire thing is the stripment of value. Right. People have, women have been stripped of their value, men have been stripped of their value. Men can't see the value, in women women can't see the value. In men. So if they can't, if you can't see it, and there's no value there anymore, mm-hmm. you, your, your upbringing, they're having sex with whoever they want. They don't care if the kids happen. I can have a plan. I can go pop a plan B. I can go get a abortion. There's so many things they're allowing to be easier. Men. Shoot, it's just not another another body count. Add it, we just move on. We right. moving on. I use
1: based off body count. Bingo, like, your that's
2: values. Like, our, you know, our values based you off just of aren't what? Alone. Not even that. Our values man, based man, off just of. Kidding. Our values based <laughs> off of me walking as a black man. Mm-hmm. I ain't worried about what you thinking about me. More well, that fine sister across the street thinking how I look. Our values based off of what other people are thinking about our parents, right. not me. I don't like, that's just me, person. Yeah. But a lot of us, our value has been based off of what others think. And it's not just even us. It's our society, our government. Yeah. I have a friend who works in politics, but she works in city politics. And she says they, in city politics, they have the ability to see the changes happening in the council and see how it's actually directly affecting the city. Mm. Major politics. The office is in California, but the shit they handle handling is happening in freaking D.C. They have no idea how the changes in the laws they're making is actually affecting the city. Mm. So that's how we can look at our media. Everything we've seen on media and how black men are this, black women is this, that's the national view. They don't understand how it's actually happening in the city, what's anything, really happening yeah. around our people right, right in the city. But the national view is black men ain't there. They ain't shit. Of course that's the national view. They need y'all not to believe in us. Right. right. Y'all can't believe in us. If y'all believe in us and we actually find our value again, You're shit is over. You're a threat. Right. Also,
0: let, I want to get back to co-parent because the question I want to ask you is, how? Okay, so you, so you left as a kid, right? Bringing it back, you left as a kid. You were a kid. A lot of hard decisions there. Um, what has it been to rebuild trust with the mom, with your child? Like, what did it take for you to also like? <clears throat> Because a lot of fathers have probably been afraid, right? Like all my, a lot of parents, we're all afraid, right? Like especially if you're young, right? Um, so what's it been to like build that trust? What's it been to build that build that relationship with your child um, from a distance?
2: It's been difficult. It's been extremely hard. This has been, this is extremely one the part where I wish what you said was active where she worked along with me and actually learned how to co-parent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not there. If I consistently show that there's a pattern of me calling at this time every day, if I don't call, can you do me the favor, not for me, for the child that you say you love so much because you do know he needs his father to call me? Is that too hard to ask for? I don't know. If I ask you that, like if I, there are a situation, I'm calling every day at 4, 4 p.m., 4 p.m., 4 p.m., and I don't call today i don't call the next day, and obviously something's happening, but then I call again, and you can tell that my schedule's just getting, but you're free around those times, and you know those are times I call. Can you not, would it hurt you to simply do that favor and call me to make sure the child is speaking to me? If I'm being really Especially honest with I you? if I do it whenever
0: he's with me. If, I, if I'm being 1,000%, mm-hmm. well, first of all, you guys got to set the expectation, like, you guys got to communicate openly. I already did. And I will say, my perspective when you said that, if I'm being honest, I'm for the full time parent. I'm doing a lot for this child. You're calling in. That doesn't take as much as driving the kid to and from school, making sure that they have food, all the other things that they're doing, the day, making sure they're okay when they have a nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you're one of the biggest things you're doing is calling, I'ma leave that to you to handle. Like I hear what you're Good. saying. I'm not gonna like shame you or like be like your father didn't call like you know none of that but like
2: like i can't own that one because i'm owning all this other stuff that, that's the way i if i'm being honest understandable and i definitely get that i absolutely understand that in my situation the reason why i would not even agree with that she chose to do that on her own i've asked give me my son for a period of time you do what you can do and when you want him at, let me take him for the summers let me take him for half of the school years. Let's figure out a way. Yeah. I've pr- I, all that has been laid on the table. These things have been asked for. Mm-hmm. The consistent neglect and the consistent no is I don't trust you. Mm. What don't you trust? What don't you trust? Does she answer that question? No, there's never an answer. Damn. There's never an answer to that question. It's like, what don't you trust? What is it going to take for me as a father? What, how much change, all the change I have made in my life already, not going to my dream school going to Howard instead of LSU, like sacrificing a chance that I could have been in NFL already. But I chose to be close to myself. Like other things, doing other things to be in his life, things to become a better father, all Same. these things, all these other sacrifices. They may not be the work that y'all are doing in Quivin, but it's still work for that child. Mm-hmm. So we can't weigh these different work because the work you're going to do as a mother is going to be different than the work I do as a father. Mm-hmm. The work I'm going to do as a father is going to be different than the work you do as a mother. But the only way that we're going to be able to co-parent to actually do the best for that child is if we can actually sit down and have the proper conversations. Mm. If we still can't even do that, I'm the father here who's thinking big picture, and I'm still not even able to have a conversation with you. I want you cursing at me or going back into the past and your pain. Mm. We can't co-parent. Right. I got to stay focused on me and do what I got to do for that child because you still ain't over it yet. Right. You still haven't put your big girl pants on fully. You've done it for the child. You'll do it for the child. But you won't do it for the child fully. That's the part that I think a lot of people understand. You'll do it for him now in the moment, but you're not looking for the overall effect of what the things you're not doing is going to have on him in the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of women don't see that. And as men, I think that's what we're looking at. We're looking at how this boy is going to be as a man, how he's going to be when it comes to interacting with women, how he's going to be when it comes to being in school, being an athlete, being an actual man. Because mm-hmm. eventually he's going to be a man. He's not going to be a boy no more. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. That's real. Yeah. Um,
2: I'll
0: say you know I know we're running out of film, but we still have the audio recording, We've still got a podcast and audio, so we can still keep going that way. Um, maybe like ten more, five more minutes, five more minutes, because cool. I I know we're kind of how are we doing? What time is it? Four seventeen. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, yeah. cool. Give us five more minutes so we can wrap up from the audio perspective, yeah, we're good. and we can figure out how to make the video work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that coming to the table part is so critical, and like you said, kind of being able to take the Take some interaction. Take some of the ego out um, for the sake of... Because the parents have to be in the child's life. Even if the parent isn't in the child's life in a certain way, maybe it's not 50%. Maybe it's not 100%. Maybe it's not certain responsibilities. Some parents are are only capable of being engaged in certain ways. And they might mm-hmm. even tell you that, right? Yeah. And that's still good. That's still amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so, but ha- coming to the table and having that conversation, it does take certain things. And I know you said you've apologized when we had our conversation. Um, I know you said you've tried. And like, so as far as, I, I don't know what it would if take. If you
2: ask her, I promise you she'll say I haven't. I haven't apologized. I haven't tried. Wait, I promise you she'll say that.
0: Why would she say that?
2: Every time we gets to a point with me actually getting vulnerable with her, I, I cannot be vulnerable with my child's mother. Why? I get attacked. Okay. I get crucified. I get shamed. I get demasculated. I get everything that makes me not even want to work for her or that job anymore. Mm-hmm. So why sit here and try to? I just lost my job. I got to come to you and tell you I just lost my job and I'm not going to be able to pay child support this month. I can't tell you that because I already know. Mm-hmm. There you go, another excuse. Well, it, I already know. Like that's what has happened already. Right. Mm-hmm. You may be different, it may be a different response You may have grown, but I'm never going to attempt to find out Because, so when I do that I'm not going to tell you, I'm just going to let that shit come negative And then when I figure out my shit But then in the back of your mind, because of that What men got to understand is because of that Now she has more fuel to add more shit right, to your plate right. And that's the part of her is Because You're not taking care of those things now Now she can say, well you, did, you had these few months where you didn't pay Yeah, I didn't have a job But then you could have told me But I didn't care to tell you that I can't tell you that it's embarrassing as a man to not be able to provide. It is, that's our, that's our duty. That's our job. We gotta provide and protect. That's some of the basics of what it means. It's just, just some of the basics. There's more to being a man, but that's some basics. Mm-hmm. Gotta do it. It's, it's demasculine as hell to not, my son's on the East Coast. So it don't matter what I do, he's not here with me every day. The person who I'm working for, I can't wake up and see. I'm not replenishing my energy. Even though each and every day I go out into the world, let's add a little biblical sense to this. Nowhere in the Bible does it say a man or woman is supposed to love a man. But everywhere in the Bible it says a man is supposed to love a woman and his child and God. The reason why is because a lot of people don't understand, but in the Bible it describes how we were built. Men are built to disconnect and connect to God consistently. We're meant to go into the world, face demons, face the trials and tribulations, and then come back into the world. Come back into our, our temple with God and all that stuff. Women are always meant to be connected with God. Always. They never disconnect. They always have the connection to God and have their consistent source energy. We disconnect. So with our children, with all the crap that we're facing in the world and all, all this new society, new culture, in a different country, all this stuff, we have to find a way to reconnect to source energy and value. But like we said earlier, we don't have that no more. So, what the heck are we supposed to do? The ones who are figuring out themselves enough to be able to find some value in themselves, we have to deal with the hypocriticalness and the stereotypes for generations and years and brainwashing of generations that we ain't shit. When we finally found some value in ourselves to be the shit. Mm-hmm. Now we gotta hear consistently, even earlier, I'm not getting on your head, go ahead. But even earlier, Just the dismiss and the ability to allow that negativity into the energy for him. That's one of the things I spoke with one of my friends. I really got on the head. I was like, yo, if you truly have a child with someone or anyone, there's any type of connection between you and a person, and you know there's love in your heart for your person, allowing any negativity into the atmosphere on that person's name or on that person is something I will never even allow. So like for her, you saw on my vision board. On top of her, it says, I am grateful for it. On top of my son, it says, I am grateful for her. In the middle, it says, I am blessed for both of them. I'm grateful for her because I will never speak anything negative on her name. Because anything negative that happened to her affects him. I will never speak anything harmful or hurtful to her. Mm. I will always uplift her to be the queen. I will, I will literally create fuel and energy in life. I will pour life into that woman because she's doing nothing but pouring life into my child. But it's not because I love her. I have love for her, for that child. Can it can I ever get back to wisdom? Hell no. There's too much trauma and too much things she has done that she hasn't even been able to hear my side. And I don't. It's just that. Mm-hmm. But as a man, because I value myself, I'm not going to devalue her because that's going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. It's just that. It's a value thing. The respect <laughs> comes from that too. The respect thing comes from that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it.
1: Yeah, and uh, I just think we got to stop. Stop. Uh, get out these echo chambers that never tell us the truth Mm -hmm. and because if you look at realities right i mean going back to the stigma of black fathers black mothers there's a perception laid out ahead of us but if you actually look at your life it's always the opposite of what you're dealing with Mm -hmm. like all my homeboys that are fathers are dope ass fathers i don't know any deadbeat black (laughs) fathers out there Mm -hmm. there are some i know but i don't know them you know what i'm saying? Just like with uh, black mothers, like I don't know any black mothers that are that ghetto, like oh you can't see your blah 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 blah. I don't know any of those. So we have to eliminate the echo chamber of the negativity, right. and it's always so, so and like. There has to be some kind of chemical release that happens when you talk shit.
2: We always, <laughs> some, no, dopamine. There is some dopamine. <laughs> no, we always
1: do no. It, there but, is right. right. So, it's literally
2: gossiping causes a chemical reaction in your brain. Right. Oh, so well, it, let me do
0: more of that. Cause I'm oh just, <laughs> Oh, that wasn't the point. <laughs> no, okay, no, 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 no. You, you and I. So, that's not the point. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but it's it's because we get in a big group, right? And it's so easy, like, oh, women ain't shit, men ain't shit, blah 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 blah. blah. But when you get at home, you realize, oh, damn, that was kind of a lie. Yeah. I was lying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so, not real. It's not real at all. And I think conversations like this are important to have because for all those that are not on the fence, or not on the side of believing what you say, what I say, what you say, mm-hmm. it allows them to like, well, let me explore to see mm-hmm. if they're telling the truth. Like the statistic I said mm-hmm. about, Black fathers and most involved fathers. Like, okay, You said, what, what, Go what, search. Like, what was like? Black just Geographic. search that up. not no, tell her. Black, just Black search that up. Just look it up. No, I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Just I, that
0: I'm, not, I'm not saying from a place of doubt. I just like that's amazing. Yeah, just yeah. search that statement up. So just
1: look it up. And any other statements too about mother involved, like this, in family court, like just statistics alone about, or just any articles right. if you really care. Mm-hmm. It's the best point. If you really do care about finding out the truth, you have to, like, research.
2: And the full support. Because, yeah. like, we discussed earlier, it was like, we're sending a percentage of money every month. Y'all not even receiving the full percentage.
1: And that's the oh, part that... They never,
2: Y'all not even we, getting the full percentage. So we, why can't you just talk to me as the father and we sit here and I actually just give you that money so you can have the full percentage.
1: And that part never gets talked about. How, no one talks like, about yeah, it. Yeah, like, you think, like... If it's
2: a ban a month, I, I they're need taking 35%. I need mom percent. perspective on here. I'm
0: curious. No, but here's the thing, though. It's like... Who's receiving child
1: why else would the government need to take it? It's a business. It's, it's a business. They make oh, yeah. money off
2: of it. They make money but where off do of you all think the, they make the money and though? disconnects. Hell yeah, but where are they making the money from? The big daddy. Bingo. Because <laughs> here's the thing they're not telling you. The moment I get a better job than the job they've been seeing me hold consistently, that goes up. Even if you and I agree to a certain amount, and that's the amount we agree to, they're still going to up that because, well, he's this age now. He needs more. That's not your... Who are you to say that she's doing those things that you expect that normal mamas are doing? She may not be doing that. We may be raising our child in a more, in a more simpler way where they're not spending as much money, where we actually have families to help, where we actually have things done together that we don't have to... You, you're predicting 100K a year for that child. I can use 40 and my child and I still be living the best way possible because I have other things set up in structure. I have a village. I'm an African man. I will never do anything by myself. I have a whole mm-hmm. entire empire. Mm-hmm. I will not. Mm-hmm. I don't need to use a 100K. If I don't got nowhere to stay, I got a cousin in New York. I, like that, I can leave this country and go back home and still be good.
1: Right. And we'll also, I'm we'll finding it interesting now, though, there's a lot more uh, women that are starting to be put on uh, child support now.
2: And so, they hating it now, yeah,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> they hating it. They I can't be... really. Right. Right. <laughs>
2: It's like, especially oh celebrities, God. it'd be hilarious. And the thing is, it's but celebrities now. It's, it's, it's a flawed system, though. It's celebrities now. That's yeah. why yes. I think Anytime that's why. Anytime you
0: get the government involved, there's quite. Now, there's some where it's necessary. Though. Absolutely not, true.
2: Absolutely. Where, yeah, where not, which is yeah. why I said I just think there needs to be another system created for us.
1: Yeah.
2: Without the government involved, our people who care for the rehabilitation of our black families, coaching. It's one. one. No, coaching yeah. is absolutely one. Life coaches is like all, but the thing is it all goes back to our number one problem. We are not united as a people. We can't get rehabilitation for all the crap that happened in slavery because we don't have a flag. We don't have a unity. There's yeah. no unity. Right. We're not even together enough to solve the problems that we're reaching out to other people to solve. Mm-hmm. Hello, black people, wake the hell up. Solve your own problems. Y'all king and queens. The hell are we reaching out to others to solve our problems for? Like right. Right. on some realness, like
0: I know some people are doing their part, for sure, bring people together, but it needs to be bigger, for
2: sure. Yeah, it needs to be bigger. I'm ready.
0: I'm not the one to be the thought leader, but I'm, I'm ready to sign up. You got it a petition or some, some place for me to donate? But y'all, show- no, you don't And right a meeting to show up, to. Y'all you know. doing it right now?
1: Y'all doing it right now. Y'all creating a perfect right. episode more know content. what your position is, though, because everybody can't be in the kitchen cooking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm broken. saying. I, and I'm Bingo. telling you
0: right now, I do not want to be a strategist. Bingo. I'm willing to be someone who, like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. You're the voice. Um, You're a voice. Um, well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Fred, for being here. You've definitely, yeah, absolutely. That was you definitely brought up some key things that I don't think are talked about ever, especially not in the space, the media space. So thank you, mm-hmm. um, Jeffrey. Sydney. <laughs> so uh yeah.
1: so, so, um, calling names now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeffrey Sydney.
0: Jeffrey the 3rd. Yeah, the 2nd. Oh, the sorry. Second. Ooh, I got you on phone. the 3rd. Yeah, the
1: 2nd. Please change that. Wow. Yeah, I saw that too. It's Jeffrey Lee Tatum the 2nd. You saw
2: that.
1: So, Fred, I, I do want uh any final word.
2: Ah, uh, any last questions? Have I covered the yeah, last
0: thing? I would say I have I have more, but I'll we'll wait. Maybe we'll do episode 2. But I was going to say what's um, I would like for us to have a common, common question that we ask and this is something that my chief marketing officer does for his interviews he'll say like "Well, are we done
1: or is this yes and no
0: um, <laughs> Larry, there's a lot Larry, of energy keep going we have Larry to keep so going right, anyways right, go ahead, but man. um so this is a question we like to ask our guests and really it's just like if you could say one thing to keep people feeling uplifted in this really hard battle of co-parenting sometimes it's rewarding though but mm-hmm. For those who are really
2: struggling, what what would you say to uplift those folks? Kill the pride and give grace. Mm, grace. I think that is the biggest thing I can say. Kill your ego and pride in you as a man and you as a woman, and learn to give grace to that other person. Mm-hmm. Both, like, give grace. Like, they're not perfect. They're gonna make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They're still human. And especially for my example, we had that kid when we were 16. You got to give grace that we both kids raising a child. Mm -hmm. For y'all example, we got to give grace of y'all just didn't work. Mm -hmm. It didn't work. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Got to give grace. Mm -hmm. That don't make you a bad woman. That don't make him a bad man. It doesn't. That was a blessing in the situation, though. So now y'all got to give grace and make sure you nurture that blessing properly. Mm -hmm. You give grace to yourself. That, that love. I was gonna say on that okay, like, yeah. gotta give grace on that exactly. I have to I have to there's too many I hold myself accountable for all the wrong that I've done and I will but yeah like I said there's some shit I've taken too that I've just had to suck up and take that jab to the rib I can't I didn't have a space to cry I didn't have nobody to cry on the shoulder I didn't have none of that I didn't have a child to hold and know that I love and I was willing to take anything for him I didn't have that I know he was there, but I ain't had it. It's not in my face. Yeah. So, thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you so much.
0: All right.
1: Yeah. Night. Good. Right. To hey, the loons.